0: Hello and welcome to the Eurowhat, episode number 147 for the week of March 7th, 2022. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike! Hello! We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about the results of the latest overstuffed Saturday.
1: That was a lot. And I'm glad that the last weekend is going to be much, much smaller, much, much quieter, much, much easier to multi-screen. Yes,
0: there was so much multi-screening happening this weekend. Even splitting the choices that were happening down the middle, just so much multi-screening had to
1: happen. We're getting through this, but man, I'm really starting to feel the burnout. <laughs> yes,
0: yes uh, but uh, just just around the corner, the selection process for America begins. Uh, the American Song Contest is happening on the 21st. The The big news this week on that front is that the lineup has been announced. And if you would like our thoughts on that, that's what our Patreon
1: episodes are going to be for. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm also intrigued because one of my nemeses uh, is part of the lineup. Guess who it is? You might be surprised. But yes, you can find that over at uh, patreon.com slash Eurowhat. Uh, That episode should be dropping a little bit later this week. We will be doing weekly recaps of the American Song Contest once that gets up and running.
0: In terms of the Eurovision Song Contest, it has been a busy week, and we're not just talking about this weekend. We are starting to get the the slow trickle out of the various internal selections that have been named. Uh, The first of those this week was the Netherlands with S10 Song the deep. For me, this felt very much of a piece with the songs of hers I've been listening to since she got announced. What did you make of this one, Mike?
1: I think it was kind of what I was expecting from the Netherlands. Like It just seemed like it was time for a ballad of this nature. It hasn't Really stuck with me yet, but like to be fair, I haven't really had an opportunity to engage with it since there's been a lot of stuff uh, just, happening. Just a fire hose of and songs this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting to marinate with this one, particularly in the context of its semifinal. Nothing jumped out as being like, oh, oh no! Like I, I I think this is continuing with the trend of solid choices that Netherlands has established for itself the last several years. This is a very good choice for them. Also revealing
0: itself this before all of our selections this weekend was Montenegro's entry from Vladana, Breathe. This one, for me, didn't click on the first listen, but I was listening to it before I recorded today, and it reminds me of a couple of different Montenegrin entries that have done fairly well for them. It reminded me of, like, Knez from, like, 2015. Montenegro also I, either goes, like, weird and experimental in terms of, like, what typically shows up at Eurovision, or does, like, a very solid Balkan ballad, and this is very much the latter.
1: Yeah, I, I find it very engaging, with the information that they provided before the song uh, was released where it's about a like, very personal tragedy that happened to her and like the subtitle of it was unforgivable and it's just like ooh, this this could get really dark i didn't find it as dark as i think i was expecting there is a sadness that is threaded into the song but i find myself like kind of listening deeply mm-hmm. uh about halfway into the song, it's like, oh wow, I'm actually like really engaged in the story that she's trying to tell. Yes, well, and like instrumentally, it's very lovely. Like it's just very rich, and again, very much in that Balkan ballad tradition. So I'm I'm happy we have that in the mix now. Yes, and she also performed at uh, Romania's final over the weekend, so got a chance to see a live performance of it. And yeah, she has a really good stage presence about her. Um, so I'm I'm uh, intrigued by what this could potentially do for Montenegro, since they've not had the best luck at Eurovision, and I think this might be a step in the right direction. Those were the only internal selections that happened. We'll have a whole slew of them in this coming week as we get closer to that deadline. Kicking off the selection processes for this weekend, on Friday, Germany had their 12 points Germany. There were six songs that were competing, and the winner from that process was Malik Harris and his song "Rock Stars." We, we used to be the rock stars who never thought of no harm to this thing we call life. stopped beaming. I wish there was a way to go back, dreaming, remembering it so hard when time is moving so fast. Wish there was a way to know the moving. the good old days before we all just. I got this kind of did you get a chance right. to watch germany it was, it was during our work day but like my, my fridays tend to be pretty late so i had this one on in the background i had an unexpected afternoon off from
0: work as long as i'm here let's let's turn on germany 12 points those were definitely some songs that were
1: performed not the strongest field you're saying
0: <laughs> i was watching and going well i'm not sure what's getting through from this semifinal," but and was like no this is the final these, these are these are the choices yeah, I, like I, I feel like Germany it d- did a little bit too much of a course correction from last year. Gendric doesn't strike me as out there, but it was just like very up tempo, very sort of visually loud. There were a couple stronger entries in the mix, but it felt like six different shades of beige.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of describing it. I don't think there was anything that was particularly bad, but I don't think there was anything that was particularly great either. I, I get that
0: Germany doesn't want to get like a nopla like last year, but I'm not sure that anything really jumped out to me as like, yes, this is going to this is gonna get Germany out of their slump.
1: And there were also just some technical difficulties that were happening. There was one performance, uh, was it during, oh yeah, it must have been soap because there were bubbles that were floating around. I'm not even 100% sure what happened because I think I was looking away from the screen at that point. Was it that she just forgot the words or did a bubble fly into her face? face or something. I couldn't,
0: like I was watching and didn't turn away and like, I couldn't quite figure out if it was the bubbles had like gone up her nose or something or just like having a brain fart. I'm surprised given the volume of live TV that happens for Eurovision season that we don't have more
1: flubs like that. I mean, my heart goes out to her that just has to be like a mortifying just, like, experience, yeah. but but I don't think that that necessarily prevented her from winning before that incident happened a lot of people seem to be kind of freaked out by the backing dancers that were in the zorbs yeah uh, behind her yeah. So. <laughs> uh yeah it, it, it was a tough visual yeah so. <laughs> so the visual was yeah
0: this was just such a one note lineup mm-hmm. if you told me everything was set to the same click track tempo wise mm. Yeah, I, I feel like Germany is trying to to reach back for like the "you let me walk alone" sort of deal again because they're
1: like we did well with that, but it's like uh, but things may have moved on. Right? Yeah, like they're just trying to kind of math out where it's just like okay, well this many beats per minute does extremely well. Let's try this, and it's like well no, it's like to, it's not all science, it's not all art. You got to have a balance of the two.
0: There was also just a really weird moment when the scores were being given out because a big portion of the panel were various radio stations with minor tweaks with like who was in fourth who was in fifth or like in, at least in one case who was in first who was in second like the top three from every radio station was like the exact same order to to a level where i'm like is this mathematically possible and like it is because it, it happened that way but like it was just very strange in the moment to be like everybody gave 12 points to this one and 10 points to this one and eight points to this one
1: do we need to dismiss the german jury because there was still too just, much just consensus. like all of all of the radio stations
0: <laughs> talked on the other hand it just really speaks to maybe the same people are listening to radio in Germany, regardless of what station is their preference. Of the entries they had, Malik Harris's was sort of towards the the top in terms of my favorites. I liked the the staging, even though I know that none of those instruments are plugged in. I'm a sucker for whenever we're building up the song piece by piece. So
1: I thought that was strong. I was not expecting the rap breakdown. That's going to be its defining feature at Eurovision, Like just because that doesn't Happen all that often, and like he he delivers it well, which is also important.
0: The full package, it's delivered very well, and there were things in the lineup that irritated me more.
1: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) and with that strong endorsement,
0: yes, uh, I I did like the vibe of Germany's selection in that, like the the room they were in felt like a large enough stage, but also felt weirdly intimate, and I thought that that was that was nice. And I thought the hosting was great, but but again, just sort of like the the lineup itself was just sort of was there.
1: They had Jamala as a guest performer, and she recently fled Ukraine with her children. She was performing nineteen forty four and that song is even more relevant, yeah,
0: it has so much more resonance in a way that I don't think we imagined
1: like it was a good well, i don't want to say it's a good moment, but mm-hmm. like i mean it was a solid moment in an a otherwise eh Show, yeah,
0: i so. did i did like the other medley they had of uh no no never uh and then conchita also singing no no never uh and then conchita being conchita i don't know i want there to be like more of an exchange of songs but also just sort of ending things with Ein beach your was, was sort of a nice tie-in as well
1: i'm glad that germany's went back to a national selection they're just like we've got songs it's like okay it's okay so. like, hey, that's <laughs> that's cool have fun y'all <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we just want to play and it's like all right that's fine like i, I like that attitude so
0: <laughs> but yeah and then super saturday happened yeah it did i started out the day by watching denmark it's been very interesting this season just seeing who's act from last year gets to open the show and who's just sort of quietly just gets left alone why well, didn't Latvia bring samantha tina back uh but denmark opened with uh firo fear oklama and they're still having a great time so oh good yeah it's lo- lovely to see them Denmark just seemed to be excited to be back in the arena and have people in the room
1: again too which makes a lot of sense because they were one of the only ones that didn't have an audience back in 2020 and they had just switched to that new venue too
0: it was a great kind of homecoming for for Denmark getting to be over there and like the vibe of the De- of the Danish selection was was very fun like they had like all of the the pre-roll clips released like at like a fun cocktail party where like everybody was getting a drink from the bar and they talked to them about their song and there was like a there was like a bar on the floor of the arena too which again i was i was hoping for some golden globes energy I, I i don't think we got anything it was very controlled overall i thought they had like an intriguing lineup of things although i've now been able to pick out the word gospel uh in in the various like nordic selections and i always just like you guys are very white nations please be careful
1: oof yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> in this case it was final though like they, i could just see in the background of the performance of hallelujah just like oh no people in robes are coming out oh no oh no oh, oh no no okay Adax performed and again there was some some interesting diversity in that lineup i maybe would have moved forward kind of the ravey song over hallelujah or the male female duet that made it through but ultimately i think they put the right three things in the gold final and the right thing prevailed out of those three which was ready's the show
1: given this a listen mike uh i gave it a listen when i was pulling audio that we just heard it was kind of giving me like a bangles gogos vibe yes i haven't really had a chance to like sit with the song yet though neither have
0: i i ended up switching over to iceland after like the majority of the danish lineup had performed so like i had to, like i quickly turned the audio on on this one just because in the pre-roll interview I'm like oh this band looks fun that was proven correct I think it takes maybe a little bit too long to get started because I I really like like the last minute and a half of it and it has a build up to get there.
1: Yeah, that was my thought because uh, I saw I saw you tweeting. It's like ooh, they should send this and listening to the first verse, it's like huh, I am surprised that Ben's really behind this one because it's just like it's still like just kind of piano ballad. I know it gets to rock at some point, but when does that happen? It takes yeah, it takes like slightly too long to get to the rock portion of things, but like once it
0: does, like it's great. The other part of the show that was fun for them is they had like an ABBA tribute and it was another thing where again, I had moved it over to my, my laptop at that point, but like was like, okay, the words gimme, gimme, gimme are on the background. This is probably an ABBA thing. Turn the volume up like, yep, this is, this is ABBA. They had that. They had the winner takes it all. And then out of nowhere, uh, Stina Bronson from Alpha Beat, who is a band that Denmark should absolutely talk into like getting the band back together and representing them some year, uh, just popped up and was doing dancing queen. A nicely done medley. Who doesn't love
1: ABBA? Yeah. Well, that sounds like that was a fun show. hmm Excellent. I started my Saturday watching Romania. I'm not sure why Romania's broadcaster does this. I think it may have something to do with the commercial breaks, but they split out each hour of the show on YouTube rather than having it just be one continuous stream. So I watched the first video. The, <laughs> the other two videos are, like, I assume they're still up on YouTube, but got to watch two-thirds of the field before it went to the commercial break and i ended up switching over to iceland while waiting for france that's not important anyway uh (laughs) um the winner of romania's process was wrs and his song yamame Just to recap the math of the Romanian situation, like they had their jury and like giving out all of their points and Mm -hmm. then the televote system, which I was whining about last week, First place went to Dora with her song, Anna. She got 12 points. WRS came in second uh, and was very close. He ended up getting 11.23 points from the televote. And then third place went to Gabriel Basco in the song, One Night. And uh, he got about a third of the votes that Dora got, so had 3.37 points. And then it's just all craziness from there. Like, how do you end up on a system like this? Just like, when you are calculating
0: points awarded to two decimal places, something has gone wrong.
1: So that happened.
0: But it seems like WRS was at least the
1: consensus
0: winner I feel like we discussed this last week that 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 was likely what's going to happen is that it's not necessarily going to be someone getting both of the the winner of both of these like we're seeing in other nations but it's going to be something that everybody can agree on and like sometimes when everybody agrees we get cheese pizza
1: what did you think of this track did you think it was cheese pizza I did think it was cheese pizza it's
0: it's got a little bit of flavor to it it felt like Romania trying trying to play catch up instead of doing anything particularly innovative I don't need innovation from every nation at Eurovision, but I feel like Romania is usually more fun. I don't know, this felt like we have slow-mo this year, and we have, like, She Got Me from a couple years ago of of some Latin flavor. And, like,
1: this one, there's just something missing from it for me. I was actually kind of taken by this song, and particularly this performance my first real exposure to this song was the performance, and I think that that may have helped it a little bit. Like, I think if I were just listening to the studio track, it probably would not have caught me the same way. I can see where people may want to call this a Fuego clone. I don't think it's a clone so much as it's part of the Fuego genealogy or, or... <laughs> the Fuego extended universe. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I mean, like the ones that you mentioned, like she got me and less. Less so, slow mo, but uh, yeah, i will say, yeah,
0: like the the Romanian entry that it brought to mind for me was xylole. I was surprised that this that this song was from Romania. I was watching the live performance. And I'm like, this is this is Romania. This is Romanian television.
1: Romania has just gotten kind of confused on what its brand has been and like what has been successful. That I think there is this sort of feeling of needing to kind of throw everything at the wall right now. But I think this one's going to stick i need to see it in the context of its semi-final and all that but uh yeah i walked away from like my first listen of the song being like oh i i kind of like this one
0: okay well yeah like i i think i like it more than some of the other entries romania has recently sent Mm -hmm. but it i I agree with you it definitely feels like they're they're in a phase right now where, where they're just sort of i don't know this is this what you like yeah but i
1: think i think they're at least tipping on the like correct side of pop yes. instead of like the oh i don't know let, let's just send something uh fully broadway it's just like no that that is not the correct choice <laughs> so like i think the centerpiece of a saturday's marathon of programming was france i think that was the one that uh most people seem to be excited about and engaged with did you get to watch france at all i know it was on among all of the other things i had like
0: a little whiteboard that I'd written like all the times that things were starting on. So I could, could make real time decisions like do I want to switch over? I did wait until Iceland had finished. But then I was like let's check. Let's see what's going on with the France. Because like France was fun last year. I keep referring to like, the weird 15 minutes where we thought France was going to be Pony X last year. What kind of shenanigans do they have cooked up this year? I was weirdly like calmer about it than I was last year. Because like last year when France did their thing. They did have, like, COVID precautions, but, like, nobody was taking them seriously, so it was weirdly stressful. Yeah, and the there was just, like, no COVID theater, so.
1: Overall, I thought it was a really good show. Like, I think it was a pretty strong field, and with the way that they kind of broke it up where they had, like, the first round of 12 entries, and then that got cut down to six, I think all six were the correct six to move on uh, to that second round, so... Yeah, like it, it was pretty solidly put together. The winner of that process was Elvon and Ayaz, and their song
0: Pulitz.
1: And this one is in the language of Breton. I think that might be a new language for Eurovision. Yes,
0: and, and again, just sort of my my realization when that was happening immediately pulled up the the uh, Sanremo clip of it's Britney, bitch. Yes. <laughs>
1: It, it won the jury and the televote. And the way that France did their points in the second round uh, something they may need to tweak in the future.
0: We, we've we just talked about Romania and like Romania, that is just disrespectful. France, like if it's going to be 50 and 50, like don't round the points to nice round numbers because they, they, they somehow turned whatever the vote was into like 20, 40, 60, 80, 120, which is Fine, but it meant that when we were down to the final two acts, I could do the math in my head and be like, oh, they've won.
1: Yeah, that was actually I think my favorite moment of uh, the French selection, where uh, like it was down to the last two contestants, and there's like one set of 100 points and another set of 120 points, and it's like oh, okay, yeah, like that that is ball game. They were showing the scoreboard, and then like showing the contestants, and then somebody in the in the booth must have realized, oh wait, no, people can do the arithmetic. Switch, 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 <laughs> and uh, they switch to like a side by side camera view, and it's like no, there's like no tension here. I'm updating my spreadsheet right. Right now, yeah, like my Trello's been updated. All of it is good.
0: <laughs> like it, it, wasn't as bad as like the the Eurovision Twitter has sent out who's won before you guys have announced it.
1: Yeah, because
0: <laughs> there have been a, there have been a few times where like I'm waiting for the final result and I will get like the little Slack notification from the thing we have on the on the official Eurovision Twitter. Yep, where, where that will come in before they've actually said the name on the program. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, oh, there's a 30-point differential between Pauline, whose song I really liked, and I thought that had, like, that felt the most Christine and the Queens to me, and, like, that's the vibe I generally want from France. On the other hand, uh, I had just, like, not heard the the French entry in full, because by the time I joined, we were at, mo- at like, the last three entrants in the first round, so I only ever saw France in the recaps. Alvana and Ahiz in the recaps. Uh, so And then I was like, well, certainly, they'll do a reprise, and then No.
1: It's definitely not voila. So. Yeah,
0: which yeah, I think that's what I'm happiest about is that France will gladly back itself into a corner and then just like send the most French thing. If France could get away with it, they would send Patricia Kass until the heat death of the universe. If they could. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they have that opportunity in this year's field. Like there were there were two songs that definitely fit that bill. Those did not get through.
0: If France can't do that, I'm glad that they're sort of leaning into, hello, we've picked something from Breton. It's in, it's in a language we've never done we've never sent to Eurovision before. It's it's like the weird folk entry, but for France.
1: I think I saw somebody uh, comparing it to like, this is what uh, like Goa's legacy is going to be in this year. So I
0: was just about to say this is French Goa. So yes,
1: I don't know if I would go that far, but it's scratching that itch, which is appreciated.
0: So (laughs) yeah, it's been very interesting to see sort of... What various entries at the contest from last year are getting sort of propagated out into new ways? And like, this definitely feels like Goa's influence. We've definitely had a few entries that have had like the Daffy Frere influence.
1: And I think Serbia's entry kind of gets the Minesia influence. Yeah. In a way. I wasn't able to watch any of Serbia. like Like, a lot of the shows. It felt like it ran really late, and by the time like France was done, I was just kind of a zombie, and just like I'm just going to switch over to Portugal because I know they'll just do recaps for the next half hour, and I can like get dinner ready. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, did not watch any of Serbia. Uh, d- did you get to watch any of
0: it? Like you, I was towards like the the end of the broadcast day for Eurovision stuff, and my my brain was just soup. I turned on Serbia, and they were at like the the numbers portion of things. But the numbers were happening in a confusing way, so I'm like I don't have the brain for this right now.
1: So the winner in Serbia was Kunstrakta and incorporo Sano. Uh, And this song won the jury and was an overwhelming winner in the televote. She got 30% of the vote, which is pretty impressive considering there were 18 entries in play. Wow, yeah. A lot of public support for this one. What do you think of this track?
0: I had to listen to it a few times because it's not your standard Eurovision entry, but the thing that came to mind for me was Laurie Anderson. Oh, interesting. Of someone who is melding sort of electronic music with larger messages and themes and just sort of capital A artist.
1: Right. Oh, I, I like that pull.
0: It feels very much of a piece with the Laurie Anderson album, Big Science, of just like what it's trying to do, especially because I was like, okay, why is this called Incorpore Sano? Incorpore Sano is basically a healthy mind and a healthy body. Right. I'm like, why is this song talking about Meghan Markle's hair? The song is going to be very interesting to watch what every single person who has to commentate has to explain. If you're a self-employed artist in Serbia, you want to stay healthy because you don't have
1: health insurance. I think this is maybe where our American experience uh, really comes in handy. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, join the club, Serbia. I just did not engage with Serbia this year and that is on me. All the tracks were there. Like Mr. Policeman, I gave you but all yeah, the Mr. clues. Yeah, Mr. Police, <laughs> I gave you all the clues. I like just did not did not do my homework on that one. And seeing everybody kind of freaking out about this and i think a, a lot of it was people had their favorites this was not their favorite and so uh just being really upset that their favorite did not win uh but then like seeing the explanations it's just like the megan markle hair what and mm-hmm. uh like other people putting it into context particularly people like who speak serbian which also helps and uh so kind of getting a primer before i first listened to the song and i'm so glad that happened because yeah i love this track Mm -hmm. like it it is really striking a nerve as you were saying like this is like capital a artistry that is happening like the, the performance is so subtle and spooky but like is really driving a point home I think back to 2019 when everybody was losing their mind about Telemoveis from Portugal. And that wasn't my experience in 2019. But I think th- what I'm experiencing with this track is what people were experiencing in, in 2019. Like, I, I I, think this is phenomenal.
0: In connecting this with, like, Laurie Anderson, whose work does not always get understood, and in connecting with Telemoveus, which is doing some very interesting, precise things that are smaller – I'm really interested to see how this connects on the Eurovision stage and if it has the same kind of problems that Telemoveus perhaps had.
1: Like, I think one of the challenges with Telemoveus was that it was, it it felt like it was kind of being overacted in a number of parts. And Mm -hmm. like, I think my worry with this song would be like, oh, let me be more subtle. It's like, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 you need to make this.
0: Yeah. If there is any place for like a weird three minute performance art piece, it is the second semi-final of the Eurovision Song Contest yes yes
1: and uh yeah i i am very excited about this track and also like it's uh i don't know we both listen to maintenance phase and this feels like it is right up that uh-huh, ass <laughs> right yeah, up yeah, the no, alley like of is, that show yeah so. yeah
0: yes it, my only concern with this one is that you need to understand like the meaning behind the song and for somebody coming in blind to this you're gonna have to trust that like your nation's commentator gets it right i, I don't know like i'm very intrigued by this one
1: yeah good job serbia and i think that was one of the reasons why i didn't really fully engage with serbia is like they they have an established track record of making good choices and i had more than enough trust in that they were going to be yeah but like
0: they were gonna do something interesting but this is such an interesting pivot from hurricane too yeah yeah this is a nation that can do both of these things
1: yeah it's a good one to finish on i think
0: that is a great one as we sort of transition into checking in on the rest of the world (laughs)
1: What is Manskin doing? Cosa sta facendo Manskin? Yeah, it's still kind of quiet on the monoskin front. Uh They were supposed to announce some new tour dates. Uh They kind of went into limbo back in January because uh Omicron was the next big thing. Now their tour dates are still in limbo because of the crisis in Ukraine right now. And I think they may also be in the studio working on stuff. On the more positive side of things, they've been nominated for two iHeartRadio awards. Best New Alternative Artist. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that was mentioned in the article, uh, which we will have linked in the show notes. Best new pop artist category. I don't know how much weight the iHeartRadio Awards carry. But they're there
0: And like one of the promo photos in the article, which again, we will have in the show notes, is very much we as the band brought one suitcase and we we, we will be mixing and matching pieces out of it because Damiano is in just a a double breasted blazer and then thigh highs. Yep. (laughs) Just business as usual for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the business casual. Um, business casual So usual. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Elsewhere, Netas Toy popped up as a as a song on the current uh Drag Race
1: UK versus the World. I've not been watching Drag Race for a couple of years and the video that you've linked to, like is it normally that choppy and I've just never noticed or <laughs> <laughs> like it, it is a weird edit of the song yeah like yeah
0: like yeah you're getting well like i i assume that they did the whole thing and they just cut it down to like the most entertaining minute of the 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 lip sync but it's very interesting because at this point uh it's it's two american drag queens who i'm not sure how who, who may have familiarity with the song but
1: it, it was just like a very i was not expecting it yeah yeah. And uh, like, you can also see in the background, the contestants who are not performing, like still kind of singing along to it. So it's like, all right, that, that's kind of cool. So <laughs> oh, and and yeah, and I think Graham Norton was one of the judges, which kind of makes sense. Uh But at the same time, it's just like UK, when are you getting info about your Eurovision Act? The
0: deadline is on Monday, the 14th. We have a long way to go before we get there. We are recording this on Sunday. So by the time this comes out, Switzerland will have released their song and artist. Wednesday, we are getting the song and artist reveal from Cyprus. Belgium's song comes out on the 10th, as is Greece. Austria is revealing their song on the 11th, although uh, it did kind of like mostly leak. I, I don't think anywhere on purpose, but like there was a lot of hubbub because the website Beatport, which is an electronic music store similar to like the iTunes Store or whatever, had a preview up that was like ninety seconds long.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, but that's it, like ninety seconds long. But you could also see like the full track length, and the full track length is just over two and a half minutes. So like, oh. I have now heard most of Austria's entry.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, how is it? Uh, it's
0: it's it's upbeat.
1: Okay, well that's good
0: it's a dj plus a vocalist that's kind of the it's kind of what you expect yeah
1: not, not a garment rending ballad yeah I, you're saying, I, will reserve
0: my, I will reserve my thoughts until i've heard the remaining minute who knows what happens in that first minute as we said at the top of the show it's a it's a quieter weekend which is nice
1: we've earned it we've, we've <laughs> earned it
0: we've more than earned it but yeah we have uh three nations that are making their selections iceland sweden and portugal iceland we had the second semi-final of song of a captain this week uh, I think the the two big names everybody was watching were Mer- Marketa Irglova and uh Daughters of Reykjavik. Marketa Irglova, I was impressed by her performance. I had fully expected her to be like behind a piano and she was she was giving like a full performance with some contemporary dancers behind her. I thought it was a pretty song but maybe not like a Eurovision song.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty but I don't really remember it. Uh which doesn't help. So
0: I think it would have been like a great like five minute long interval act for the eventual Icelandic Eurovision.
1: Yes, if and when that does happen, like they they've got her in the rolodex now. Exactly. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, she she's there. Um, but yeah. So daughters of Reykjavik. Uh, that was the performance I think everybody was waiting to see at Iceland. I don't think that disappointed. Nope, it did not. And this has the energy I want from Iceland at Eurovision. Now that they're realizing, just send something that feels you. And I'm very intrigued to see like what the english or like likely english icelandic hybrid performance looks like in the final next week
1: me too i liked the performance of this i think there are some areas where they can tighten it up a little bit it's kind of messy but i think that's kind of part of the point but like there's still some precision that you need in that messiness yes that makes sense so
0: yeah to, to use an italian term sprezzatura just sort of that the the sort of practiced messiness there we go yes yeah one that i would keep my eye on though that definitely jumped out for me and that i would like i really want to see what, what the final performance of this one looks like as well Uh katla the other entry that made it through uh had a very well thought out staging i thought it, it felt like a very polished very ready to go performance so if again i think iceland is likely gonna go for daughters of Reykjavik, but uh katla could be like a dark horse i think
1: yeah and the two acts that advanced from uh, the first semifinal, I think, are also viable entries. Like, I, th- I think Iceland has a good slate to choose from.
0: Yeah, well, and then, like, I was slightly surprised by the wild card, because I was like, okay, cool, they're gonna pick something like Gia that had, like, a very large stage presence. And instead, they picked Amorosis, who opened the first semifinal, which that song was not to my taste. Uh, that was, it was a song that, like, felt like it was five minutes long. But perhaps the English version is is better. Maybe it was just sort of like on the other hand, like the energy of having to open the show of like the, fir- the first show of a new series opening in a new venue. It's just like a lot of new stuff happening at once. So like I'm ready to see what they're bringing. But yeah, that final lineup is going to be Katla, Daughters of Reykjavik, Amorosis, Stefan Oli, and then Siga Beta Oak Elin. Lots of strong choices, lots of different choices. Like I think they picked the right things out of their two heats to really sort of build, build that good base yes i agree and then there's like one programming note is that goa had been scheduled to be the interval act at the final next week and due to you, you know tusa is going to be stepping in as the interval act
1: will tusa be performing Shum? that is my question <laughs> i would love to see that cover <laughs> i would like to
0: see tusa's cover of shoom uh which speaking of covers it was a second great week of icelandic music people that iceland should like quietly nudge to like write a eurovision song covering previous icelandic gear vision songs last week we had goose goose covering is it true this week we had uh gudrun covering open your heart from 2005 mm. just like just, just her and a piano It was just very
1: very lovely very well done it's it's been a good song for Kepnin. like they've really yeah they, they i mean ju- it's, it's always been a good show but yeah this, this but like they've actually, used the really they've special. used the year off to
0: like really make it shine
1: over in sweden they had their second chance semi-final heat i'm not even sure what the nomenclature is at this yeah, point it, yeah but... it's semi
0: it's like it's a, it's we're, we're no longer calling it second chance it's semi-final which is which is which since it's made up of previous entries is technically a second chance round
1: there were eight songs that were competing in uh two groups of four so two from the first group two from the second group uh got to uh advance and and those acts moving on to uh, this coming weekend's final are Anna Bergendahl, Tone uh Teos, and Cassiopeia. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, yeah, I didn't actually watch Sweden this week because I figured uh, there's enough stuff going on, and I've seen these performances before. So n- nothing seems surprising. But, uh, no, nothing surprising.
0: I areas. think of the eight, they picked the correct four. Watching the Anna Bergendahl performance, like, there's a lot of horses in this. There's a lot of horses.
1: Yeah, of all of Anna Bergendahl's uh songs, this one's not my favorite and the horseiness of it is not helping. So. No, no, just the
0: <laughs> no, just like the the weird horse girl energy. Yeah, looking at the full field like some again, some very interesting stuff in the mix. Uh I'm still really pulling for Cornelia Jacobs.
1: Yeah, I think it for me it it's between her and Medina, but I think it it's more towards Cornelia at this point. Yeah, that's all I've got on Sweden. Uh, (laughs) I'm still recovering from
0: Saturday. Yes, it's been a lot. And then Portugal is happening. We have the final there.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah, the semifinals, uh, there was a semifinal Saturday. uh, As we record this, there's a semifinal on Monday. And yeah, 20 songs have become 10 songs at this point, and they will uh, pick their winner on Saturday. And yeah, that's about it. That's about the level that I've been able to engage mm-hmm. with Portugal. Like it was really just kind of hoots and clicks by the time that I, I actually tuned in on Saturday. So
0: <laughs> Well, yeah. And then like we still have four nations where we know some of the details, but don't know when the, deta- the rest of the details are going to drop uh presumably everybody's going to have turned in their their paperwork by monday the 14th but it's just a matter of when they will actually show us who they're sending and those nations in alphabetical order are armenia where again we don't know either performer or song azerbaijan has promised us an emotional ballad uh circus mercus could happen at any second
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we have been on call for the last five months. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we are ready to go. We are excited to find out what the Circus mercus experience entails. uh And then the UK has been just like real quiet. They're doing some some digging. Tap is on top of things, presumably.
1: It's a lot of soul searching, perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? So <laughs>
0: something is happening on the UK side because like there have been groups that have co- that have said, "Well, we were in discussions, but they went with a different person." But we don't know who
1: they picked yet. Okay. Well, hope hopefully we will find out this week.
0: With that, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the What. Thanks for
1: listening. The What podcast
0: is hosted by Ben Smith, that's me, and Mike McComb.
1: That's me. Show notes, links to our Patreon, and our past episodes can be found at EuroWhat.com. You can also find us on our socials at What. As we record this, we have
0: 28 songs and 33 artists. Will we know all 40 by next episode? Tune in next week as we try to make sense of what has been selected for Eurovision.